You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Black Box After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Black Box After Show. I'm feeling the love here tonight. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here for the after show of ABC's Black Box. I'm your host, Mindy Thomas. I hope you're having a great night tonight. And joining me, my co-host here in the studio tonight, Teresa Law. Hey, everyone. And also Jade Howard. Hello, everyone. I'm feeling like I should have a radio voice with this <laughs> right? wonderful music here. And a good drink. <laughs> <laughs> So, we're going to get right into it here. We're here to have a good time tonight. And let's get right into this episode of Who Are You? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? The mysterious question of the night. All right, let's get into it. So, Teresa, tell me what part of the show stood out to you? Um, I don't think there was any part, but I just thought this was the strongest episode to date. I really like seeing the character development and uh, Dr. Black's relationship with Will and with uh, Dr. Bickman develop. Um, and I thought the patient of the week stories were really fascinating. I learned a lot. Never knew about Capgrass uh, delusion or um, you know, the the whole test that they they were doing, so that was really fascinating. Very well, and I thought it was a funny episode too. There was a lot of just great moments. Ali Wong, I really liked her in this episode, and um, I just I don't know I I keep just really getting to like Kelly Riley a lot more. Oh my goodness, her. I wish she was my doctor. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How about her for a specialist? That would be great. <laughs> Now, Jade, what are you thinking after having seen the show and the ups and downs? Uh, hot off the press here. What are your immediate thoughts? I think this was definitely the best episode so far. And I know it's only the third episode and the other two were also really good. But this one by far, I think, was the best one because you really saw the characters develop. And I think you really wondered more afterwards. You don't really know what to predict or where it's going to go. You can't really determine the direction of it. And I think that... That was a good way to really keep you captivated and wanting to see the the next episode. Very good. Yes, Dr. Catherine Black played Kelly, uh, played by Kelly Riley, a neuroscientist. Just a fresh reminder, she secretly suffers with bipolar, which is a chemical imbalance, and she uh, has these manic depression, which is another name for bipolar episodes. Uh, so tonight, she didn't really seem to go She's off fine. on any dancing tangents much. She almost did at one point, which I kind of get into those. <laughs> <laughs> she was good this yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. So, so um, sometimes, you know, there can be mixed episodes and they can last a long time. So... I am totally enjoying this TV show that dares to explore various mental health challenges. That's part of why I'm so into it. Now, 
just to share with everybody at home, you can tune into iTunes, and I want you to rate the show that you're watching now with us. Five stars. stars. Okay, give us a review. <laughs> they're, they're saying five stars, so bring it on in, and we want to hear from you. Uh, we're going to tell you how to keep in touch with us on Twitter as well, because we want you to tweet, tell us your thoughts, and let's make this an interactive thing, because uh, after all, it is very, very interesting. Now, uh, Catherine wakes up at the beginning of the show to breakfast in bed along with her meds. Do you recall this? Yes. yes. <laughs> Will says, you don't deserve this, essentially, because of her unfaithfulness in San Francisco. Now, from there, they have a discussion about the meds, and also, Will is uh, very forthcoming with some information about Delilah. Who is Delilah? Delilah was the hostess <laughs> at the restaurant. And She's I'm... actually pa- played by uh, Rachel Brosnahan, who is also in House of Cards, as yes. some of you may know. And I knew that was a familiar face. I'm I a could big just, fan. I knew it. I like her. Okay. Yeah, she's she always plays the other woman. It seems she's like. always she's always the one that's uh, stirring the pot. Totally, she's always stirring the pot. Well, she was definitely uh, stirring a pot after we found out. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and behold, Will um, retaliated something fierce and. There was some revenge there. What do you think about that and yeah, his character? He had an affair or a one night stand. He claims it was a one night stand, but we find out later that it was more than that. Exactly. From right. Delilah. Exactly. So this is getting heated up and we're wondering, all right, so score is one to one at this point. <laughs> They're even well, my, my <laughs> issue with the whole thing is it shouldn't be a competition. Okay. And to uh, Dr. Black's credit, she did it unknowingly because she was on her meds. Off and her he meds. did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was off her meds. Uh-huh. And he did it deliberately to get back at her. Okay. So, so know, then throughout the night, we saw that sort of unfold. The question was, why did he do that? And yeah, you're exactly right. She seems um, somewhat more noble in her betrayal. Yeah, if there is such <laughs> If there's thing. such a thing. I can justify why I cheated on you. <laughs> His was really just to get back at her. And I think that was really... That's not what you do with somebody that you're saying that you want to spend the rest of your life with and commit to. And you know that this person has is bipolar, so she does things that she can't help. And she let him know, I get hypersexual. So it's not something that he really, she really did right. with the intention to hurt him. Yeah, and what I'm finding is Kelly Riley is so believable. I mean, she can hit these emotional notes. Just, She's great. I mean, an incredible actress yes. to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is some challenging stuff when you're talking about the organ of the brain and how it works and, and bringing sort of awareness to uh, all of what can be going on in the inside. And just so. a side note, I looked up on IMDb and... Rachel Brosnahan is actually in, I think, about five episodes. So she's going to be a recurring Oh, character. so this wasn't just a one-time thing. No. Then. <laughs> she's going to be stirring up trouble. Oh, my. Rachel. It got a little cray-cray, if I may <laughs> say. <laughs> cray-cray. <laughs> With the smoothie? Right. Oh, yes. Because she, so do you think she was stalking her at her job? I uh, do. Dr. Black? She was, it just happened to be there. Yeah. At the food truck. It's not looking good. Getting no. lunch. And she pushed her buttons, though. She really. She knew exactly what to say to to get her to. And she just, get she was holding her plate of food and her smoothie and she just like knocks it off. She says, maybe I am crazy. And, <laughs> and then you were like, maybe Ooh. you are. And she's on her meds this time and she still yeah. can get 
as you'd say, cray-cray. So. Which caused the <laughs> conflict later on then when Will had already talked to the hostess with right. the mostess. Because he took her and side. Yes. He took the... The side chick. Can't believe the side what piece Catherine. aside. Like what? No, she's like, wait a minute, you're trying to marry me. You're not. Wait, hold on. No. Yeah, and then he came full circle, and then, huh, well, she decides to uh, eventually accept his proposal. This is really huge. So that she, was big. She sees that he's committed, and she puts the ring on her finger. I didn't think she was going to come around that soon. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a season finale type of thing where she says, okay, fine, I'll marry you now. But I don't time, think it's going to be that easy. I know, no. Something There's is no growing, way. Their their relationship with, is not functional. It's purely dysfunctional. I think we can all agree to that. Yeah. It's... And how how did how does she have time for for all of this going on when she's a doctor? I, mean, I know. Yeah. She, and shouldn't she be at the cube right now? Should you don't shouldn't be worried about your man cheating on you? You should be like saving and, lives. And speaking of the cube, Esme came to the cube. Reagan mm-hmm. decides to break off the. Um, ban. The ban. The embargo. <laughs> and so then there's a, there's a film that they're working on, uh, for Esme's school, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About her and family. so, so then, uh, this is, this is, was a fascinating storyline because Esme is discovering, uh, all these various attributes about her so-called cool aunt while she's at work and she's interviewing the other professionals. Mm-hmm. And yet Reagan's putting a stomp down. She says, yeah, I'm lifting the ban, but you better make sure that Esme knows that I, you know, that I'm the mother, you right? Be- you better, yeah. you better seal the deal here. And so there's a lot of intensity merging with those relationships as well. And Doctor Black does hold up to her end of the bargain. She does. They really, the two of them, Doctor Black and Esme, have an emotional moment where Doctor Black's like, "Well, listen to me. You know, she is your mom. I was there watching her. You know, nurture you growing up. So don't ever doubt that she's not your mom." And I, th- yeah, I think that was a great way to hold up her end of the bargain. And you were waiting to see if she was going to. And she literally was just almost waiting for Esme to say something mm-hmm. bad about her mom so that she could step in and let her know, look, no, your mother's a good woman. She loves you to pieces. Don't underestimate your mother's love like that. And I really think Esme listens to her aunt. So I think that was great because you know she's going to really respect what she has to say. And that was really fascinating to see how Dr. Black's mother's love, the love of a mother, biologically is emerging in that moment to uh, make sure that, that technically her biological daughter sort of protected in this cocoon. Now that brings me to the awareness that, okay, this is this is a really big family secret happening. So how do you both feel about this family secret? The family secret? I mean, this Esme is not going to take it very well when she finds out that her aunt is her mom and her... And we're already seeing signs of that, I think, with the rubber band snapping. Yes, that was was good. We saw Esme do that and Reagan calling her out on that. And then Reagan, when she's watching the video, sees that Dr. Black was doing the same thing. And that's totally... That's when she realized, you know what, Catherine's always going to be... Esme's biological mother. It's triggering that insecurity of, okay, when the rubber meets the road, I'm not her biological mother. And so that's coming out. It's going to have to be uh, dealt with, it looks like, because the more she's shoving it down, the more that it's going to come out. But I feel like the rubber band snapping was like a sign because I, I predicted that is Esme possibly going to also be bipolar? Like, because uh, 
Dr. Black's mother was bipolar. She's bipolar, and that's her biological daughter. So it seems as about it being hereditary. Right, hereditary. So when she was snapping the ban, I felt like the mom's reaction was more in the shock of, oh my gosh, Esme might also be bipolar. And I think that's, to me, that's, to me, that's what really that was, that's to me what it symbolized. And that's what I was wondering. So I like your guys' take on it too, though. Yeah, right now, and and then also the uh, the brothers trying to reassure Reagan that you know you are the mother, <laughs> you're the mom, you are the mama, <laughs> and they've really been through it. I mean, this is a lot of years. She's a teenager. Yes, but see, here's the thing: if the family secret comes out in any family where a family secret has come out, I mean, we're talking that's going to create a trauma. Oh, she's going to sure. be traumatized because she's she feels as if she's been deceived this whole entire time. And she's yes. going to think back about that conversation the two of them had. And Dr. it's going to hurt. Her. She's not going to trust anybody. I don't exactly. You're right. I don't think she'll be able to to really trust uh, Dr. Black either. And she's going to turn on like she's going to feel everybody turned on her. She'll have right. nobody to turn to. Well, yes, exactly. So. We are looking at some of these uh, characters developing, and we're looking at some of uh, the, the other storylines as well. Some of the case studies were, were fascinating, as you mm-hmm. pointed out, Teresa, earlier in the show. Uh, there was a patient that came in. She's pregnant. and Right. <laughs> so Opera singer. Right. Her, I mean, you know, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen to the baby? Oh, she was an opera singer. Yes. Okay. But that's the thing. She wasn't, she didn't need to be there. Doc, it's Dr. Bickman's fault. <laughs> I don't know why she was there because apparently he's like a tabloid attention seeker. So he's always goes to like these really posh places where celebrities are and he like mm-hmm. saves the day. So he's like the, ta- he's he like does. the Dr. Oz of like, so egotistical, Neurosurgeon. sort of uh, borderline narcissistic. <laughs> exactly, or okay. exactly. And then that's when she, the opera singer, choked on something, and instead of doing the Heimlich maneuver, instead he does a what's it, a tracheotomy with a steak with knife. A, with a steak okay. knife, and so then she, that? the <laughs> Dr. Bickman. Yeah, yeah. No, and, yeah. Like, oh, who who, I was like, no, Dr. Bickman did <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, no. Also, who does that? Yeah. <laughs> when you if you can just uh, do a couple there. pumps there. <laughs> And get it out, you know, but then she uh, bumps her head. And so that's why she actually and she's pregnant. She's about what? Five months pregnant. Well, unfortunately, got intense. The so then there's a scene in like, the uh, operating room mm-hmm. with uh, Dr. Bickman and Dr. Pratt. And Dr. Pratt, you know, is a OBGYN, and he's got 25 years seniority on... Yes, he's the chief of obstetrics, and Mm -hmm. so he's overseeing all the OBGYNs in the department. Mm -hmm. So he's in this emergency case. So he knows how to do his job. I think we can all safely assume that. Right. But then they're arguing, Mm -hmm. and then... um, Dr. Bickman gets a little heated and violent. You know, there's some some aggressive aggressive. tendencies showing up during surgery. I mean, we've got two lives on the line here, and he's Mm -hmm. acting out. Basically bullies Dr. Pratt or Dr. Pratt out of the office or off of the out of the operating room. He kicks him out <laughs> and calls him Nimrod, Pug Rat, and douche. And then the doctor says, "I've never been treated this way in 25 years of doing this." So he's this is this is showing that he's got some character flaws here. They're showing up during surgery. He's got an ego problem. Okay, so yeah, it's so then huge ego. The the expert is out of there. Mm-hmm. He, they, but then they page him back because they see this is an emergency situation. And they, they do have to do a C-section. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. But he's not coming 
as quickly as they need. So then, uh, <laughs> well, who's going to save the day? Oh no, I wonder who it's going to be. Right. And okay, so I love the line. He says, Dr. Bickman says it's only childbirth, not a C-section <laughs> or not, a, not brain surgery. Not, not brain, brain surgery. surgery. Yeah. Yes. That was, if that doesn't make his character cocky, I don't know what does. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually, I really like watching it. It's I, just hilarious. I know. I love, I love watching him have his moments because you always roll your eyes and think, oh, this guy again. <laughs> but you love it. It's entertaining. Yeah. He's going to get right in there and kind of get his way, it looks like. So, um, so a neurosurgeon performs a C-section. And since I botched the line earlier, it's only childbirth, not brain surgery. Yes. There it is. Got it. That was a cool line. <laughs> that was Loved a great it. line. That was, that was some good writing right yeah, there for there's, sure. There's some excellent twists and turns. I mean, it's hard to know where things are really headed. So yeah. you're thinking about a lot of different things as you're watching it. And depending on where you're at, it, you could be following one storyline, thinking more about that than another and so forth. So. Okay, so what was uh, your favorite scene tonight? Do you have a favorite scene that sort of stands out or a favorite moment uh, that you enjoy during Black Box, third episode? I liked the, like, sub-sub-subplot of them seeing if Dr. Bickman was a... Uh, was it a sociopath? Psychopath. Psychopath. A psych- psychopath. That I liked. Yeah. That, that was, was my, fun. that was fun to see. Ali Wong's character checking off. <laughs> All right. The- let's unpack that a little yeah. bit because you've got the nurses that are kind of. Everybody's uh, joining in on it. Checking him out. But then they're, they're, cause they're interested in him, but they want to kind of know what makes him really tick. Is that- right. Yeah. And they, I loved just watching Ali Wong just check things <laughs> off. Oh, yep. There we go. There's another one. But then it turns out that he showed some some compassion in some form. So then he wasn't considered one. Well, I the homeless great. shelter. The homeless shelter. There that was some gave noble. A lot of points. Yeah, exactly. The Neighborhood Coalition Homeless Shelter. And that was where he was volunteering because he ends up knowing one of the patients yes. that comes in Mona, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so as he is talking to her, uh, Dr. Catherine Black is in there and she says, oh, tuberculosis. And so then she makes a discovery. So it's very fascinating how they're in tune with these sort of factoids as they're right. having And they're sort of in, in tune with each other and they kind of pick up on each other's vibes and they're really in unison. That's and they true. both have, you know, a history of going rogue and just, you know, not following protocol and just going with their gut. So it's going to be interesting to see how that develops over the season. Yes. I can see how that's going to develop. That's for another, <laughs> that's, that's for predictions. So I'll hang yeah. tight on that. Her case that. study was also very interesting because mm-hmm. as she's looking down at this piece of paper, her brain is not able to process what's on the left side. And then on the right side, she's clearly able to see it. Although some of the letters were still jumbled. So then she comes in later on. Okay. Oh, she's sort of was, got this stripe down her that face. That was crazy. So that crazy. was crazy. It, it gave me chills. Because <laughs> I couldn't couldn't imagine just her she was half done she had makeup hair outfit shirt was tucked in on one side untucked on the other hair was still wet and curly and just right. plain and the way they did that and the, the makeup so you could really see how put together she is on one side and disheveled she is on the other yeah just for the viewing audience at home now 
I just want to interact with you a little bit. If you were watching that and she, you know, she turned 40, I don't think that, you know, you're going to have to worry about that necessarily on your 40th birthday. Because <laughs> 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 she was, her daughter said, look, I don't think you should have this party. And the daughter was really in tune with the fact that, okay, there's something going on here mm-hmm. because she hit the wall at the parking lot when they were shopping right. in the garage or something. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that was, that was a fascinating case study there. And, and then, again, what I really like is being able to be in the patient's shoes and yes. seeing what they see. Yeah. I think that's just a really powerful way to tell the story and you can just really relate with what they're going through. Okay. Yes. Because you've got the other couple that comes in with the uh, unique um, diagnosis that I had not heard before, LBD. Um, and so this, this Lesbian couple. Lesbian bed death. Lesbian that was, bed death. Uh, very unique there. And apparently it, it actually does exist. It's It really is. True. Yeah. Oh, that's it our can medical, happen. Our medical fun fact of fun the night. Fact. Thank you very much, Jade, for that. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, Indy. Anytime. And then Claire is now an imposter because of a recent concussion. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting that um, a concussion could could make her not understand who is right in front of her. Right, but she can un- she, hearing the voice, and she does. If you don't see the person and you hear the voice, then you recognize them completely like you've never forgotten who they were but once they come in front of you even with the voice they visually see you they don't know who you are anymore have you guys ever had a concussion i have to ask no, I haven't. I have. I have. Have you? Yeah, I was riding my bike in junior high. This is a real quick story. Tangent <laughs> <laughs> time. <laughs> is there is there a segment for that? Like the tangent music? <laughs> you know, I need to make a segment. <laughs> so yeah, somebody found me laying on the side of the road, and I had blood covered on my head, and and ended up hauling in an ambulance all the way to the hospital. And anyway, it was a big ordeal. I can go into it if you want to tweet me. I'll tell you the full story. Okay, <laughs> there you go. And 140 characters or less, though. <laughs> Twitter limits you. <laughs> hey, it's a really cool story. <laughs> it sounds awesome. <laughs> well, it's only awesome because you're fine now. You're yeah. here. Yeah. You're here with us. Oh, well, thank you. You know, everybody's everybody's got their their war stories. I exactly. Suppose. We yeah, all that do. Was, that was a mild one for me. <laughs> all right. So, um, where are we headed right now? We're headed to uh, favorite scenes and favorite moments. Teresa, do you have any other? Um, just just favorite things you have to sort of unleash. And I want to hear your favorite moments at home. So please let me know what those are as well. Um, again, I really do like that scene between Esme and Dr. Black. When Dr. Black is really just rooting for Reagan and trying to get Esme to understand that, you know, she is her mother. Um, and I loved how they segued to that. They were talking about Capgrass delusion and how, you know, your mother is not your mother as an example. And then mm. that segue into Esme saying, just like how I think my mother's not my mother because we're so Ooh, that was oh, similar. Oh, I think that was yes. a really smooth and way. And she felt like she may be adopted. Right. Right. Like, that instinctively. Was, yeah. Like, how dare you? <laughs> You're not adopted. <laughs> so I loved how the show did that. And um, I think that was just like the... The, the emotional heart of the episode and you know the acting from Kelly Riley is just you know very stirring and when we didn't really see the bipolar episodes as much tonight no um, it took a backseat I think she was staying on her meds and so everything progressed in the relationship when she and Will decided to commit to one another, or she accepted rather the proposal. I love how he kept it in his back pocket in his jeans, just waiting for that <laughs> moment that she's going to say yes. 
<laughs> when he's when she's like she wakes up she goes i love you and then he goes he's like one second <laughs> finally i'm so glad i kept this in my pocket <laughs> right that was great right now i think he's got somebody on the leash though for those moments of revenge he's he's uh he's gonna learn how to play this that's a good way of, homie's of gonna play this that. game a certain way <laughs> oh yeah yeah no that's a good way of putting putting it that because is. she delilah is really his like secret weapon and and it gets to her he knows that now. It makes her skin crawl. Just he the thought of it. He should be more mature than that, and not, you know. But maybe that's but what's why. What's fun in that? You in know? the first episode, <laughs> he said, "I kind of liked it. I liked it when you had that episode." So maybe he was not just referring to that, but maybe he really likes the having a dysfunctional relationship. Okay, maybe there's mm. some trauma bonding going on there. Mm-hmm. He did where... say his father was an alcoholic. Yes, he did. So maybe it stems from that. Mm-hmm. There is a big daddy wound, an abandonment wound. <laughs> daddy, there. hashtag daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm thinking this was a really great show tonight, and um, let's see. What was here. your favorite? Yeah, you didn't tell us yours, Mindy. Mm. You can't just ask us the questions <laughs> and then not tell us yours. Yeah, I really enjoyed <laughs> um, learning some about the spatial, the inner spatial neglect in the brain. I always love it when they show the brain scans and. What are we really dealing with here? And it's thinking outside of the box. Uh, <laughs> dun, dun. Oh, no pun <laughs> But with the pun intended. Yeah, I really didn't mean that. That was off the cuff. That's good. Right. Yeah. I have to say that this episode, everything <laughs> went really smoothly. Like she was on our meds. Patients, you know, it turned out to be fine. Um, nothing like super crazy happened. So I think it's building up to the next episode. Where is this going to be? Blown. But I think we needed to see that her not having an episode because it would be so redundant and it would mm-hmm. be boring to continuously see. We would just be able to predict it. And she's supposed to be unpredictable. Right. You know, so I, I love that because I predict I thought, oh, she's going to have an episode. Something's going to be bad. Something's going to happen where she doesn't want to take her medicine and it triggers her. So it was actually nice to see her fully just, you know, on nor- on normal mode. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a good contrast for when she does get into a manic episode. So exactly. Kind of comparing. Gives contrast. you that roller coaster. And we saw that he questioned, he has that distrust. Oh, were you off your meds when they, she had that encounter with yeah. So I had and to she said, don't you ever say that to me again. Yes. Yes. And, okay, because that's like, yeah, that was, he really injured her mm-hmm. by questioning her uh, in that moment. And so it's that fine line of, do you ask somebody if they're on their meds? I think, I think he wasn't gracious. I he think he's learning, accusatory. he's learning the boundaries. She's setting the boundaries of this is what you can and can't ask me. And no, you do, you don't ask me that. And I think that was also a way for them to build on their, Communication, because a good, really strong relationship has good communication. And I think you also see them still trying to make it work, even though they're dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked that part, too. Now, Kelly Riley is actually uh, starring in a movie right now that's done very well at the box office called Heaven is for Real. Have Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Okay, I was totally blown away. I've already had to see it twice. Twice? Yeah, because she is just an incredible actress. And, you know, she's got a hit movie that's been doing very well at the box office, along with some other faith-based films. It's definitely a niche out there. Uh, Son of God, there's God's Not Dead. And so uh, these films uh, are making around more than $50 million right now at the box office. It's worth mentioning. And the, low, and the budget's really low for these as well. So I think it's great to see like the return. You don't have to spend $80 million on a film and $20 million on marketing mm-hmm. and then pull in $40 million. You can literally do a movie like $2 million and make 
like you said, make a lot of money in the box office. And the son in the movie uh, had an experience, Kelly Riley's uh, son in the movie, um, he had an experience of he was he was like on the operating table so it was sort of fascinating to see her playing a mother and just some of you know <laughs> once you get sort of attached to these actors right you want to see them and yeah and you other. do and so yeah I totally loved love that movie and uh, Randall Wallace is the director um, I met him not too long ago and he uh, also wrote Pearl Harbor uh, and Braveheart so you may know him from that and. Uh, I think you can feel his um, director, uh, just just the art um, going on. And so anyway, I was totally into it. You're a fan. Keep going. Keep yeah, I'm totally a fan. <laughs> and uh, he is, he is uh, a really uh, amazing, extraordinary writer and then director depicting heaven. And it, it just, it just was, you know, out of this world. Like, now I want to go. go see it. Yeah, I I really enjoy <laughs> I her performance. If you like her performance, I would say I would say definitely hit that at the theater. And then also T.D. Jakes is a producer. T.D. Jakes, you know, does oh, a lot yeah. on Oprah. And, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, so I had to watch one of his messages about getting in the other dimension. And so I just totally was enjoying all of that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so you can count on me to go on these tangents every once in a while. Yeah. And I uh, told you, I'm going to find some theme music for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're gonna, tangent music. Tangent music. <laughs> it's fun, though. It's fun to to see what the what the actors are doing yeah, and how definitely. they're there's more that it's good to see them doing other things to know that they're working and that right. they have other projects going on or other causes that mean a lot to them and i wouldn't be a fan of black box if i did not mention vanessa redgrave yeah. totally an incredible we didn't get to see much of her tonight no we didn't but i think once again it's nice to get a little break from certain things that you're expecting because you become so dependent on it and yeah. then you predict it becomes it. too formulaic exactly and then you're not into it anymore that's they're they're on they're doing the right thing right she's been definitely acting for decades so i look forward to seeing <laughs> I her i want to see more of her I, she's a good actress i love those scenes with the two of them because when vanessa redgrave's character is giving her advice it's like general advice for everyone and I kind of take it in I'm like oh you're right yeah exactly I feel like I'm getting like a free session yeah true. so what do you think their relationship are we ready let's let's do it how about the predictions and now let's do it so pretty I know Cool being in a different set. <laughs> so where is their relationship headed? Vanessa Redgrave and Dr. Catherine Black. Do you believe that, that there's going to be perpetual patterns that are consistent? And is, is the goal sort of to stay alive? Or where is this headed with their relationship and the disorder that everyone's trying to cope with in that relationship? I, will, I really feel like Dr. Black sees... Uh, Vanessa Redgrave's character as a mother figure. So I don't really think that she could be without her. Yeah, you know? she she's basically her safety net mm-hmm. and guides her through life. She's the mother that she never had. a voice of reason for her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's really And she doesn't always listen to her and take her advice just like, you know, a he, child doesn't uh, always listen to exactly. their mother. It's like if your mom says, don't put your hand on there, it's hot. And then you just put your hand on it anyways. Ooh, Ooh, it's hot. And I told you so. And then you go to your mom to like, you know, bandage up your wound for you. So I feel that's the same relationship that her and her therapist have. So that could be fascinating to see if she's not around what could happen. 
to Dr. Mm-hmm. Catherine Black's character. Okay, so I'm making a prediction that will be down the road as well. Uh, do you have any predictions, Jade, tonight? Hmm, Mindy, I think I do. I think that Esme has is bipolar. I don't think she might. I'm sure that she is bipolar. And I know for a fact that she is not going to cope very well with it. And she's going to feel very betrayed. And even Dr. Black's close relationship that she's worked so hard to have with her is going to be completely lost. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be a serious, uh, ooh, impactful thing to the entire family. Anytime that family secret, boom, mm. everybody is. It's it's not going to end well. There's no way that's going to end well. Right. Teresa, what is your prediction tonight? So I see a lot of trouble in the love area. I Mm. think this episode set up a lot of that. So I think we're going to see Delilah come back and who knows what's going to happen, but I think it's going to escalate. I mean, things were pretty bad when we saw them last. So we'll see what happens. I mean, Will and Delilah still work together, so they're going to be seeing each other on a daily basis. So. Delilah does not look like she's trying to go anywhere. No. <laughs> okay, talk to They're me both about trying it. to mark their territory. Exactly, they both are. Right. Now, what is Will's position at the restaurant? He's a chef. Okay, he is a chef. And she's a hostess. She's a hostess. And she is the hostess with the mostess. Okay. <laughs> Apparently. And giving out all her goodies. 20 years old. And I that was know. something Will stated from the beginning. She and better take her silverware and get on out of there. That's something right you now. don't do. You, you don't, don't tell, rub that in. You don't rub that in like, oh, her, yeah, she's younger than you. She's 20. <laughs> what? <laughs> so? So he's, yeah, he needs to, to he, be a little bit more mature. Yes, he definitely needs to. Not make it a competition like no. he seems to be. But he likes the competition, so. Okay. And then I think we're going to see, you know, more of the Dr. Black and Dr. Bickman relationship develop. I mean, there's been a lot of flirtation going on. And we've seen them really just be in sync with their patients. And, um, you know, I think that's just going to really take their relationship to another level. Right. And the fact that they are both these massive risk takers, they go out of the bounds. And is that going to get them in trouble at some point? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I see that completely happening because it's almost as if their chemistry, like you were saying, Teresa, it's they have it, but they it's they want to deny it. They don't want to admit it that maybe they are meant for each other. Dr. Black more oh. so than, than Bickman. Okay. She's very much like denying and like, you know, keeping him out. Oh, yeah. He, Obviously, because, you know, yeah. will, but then mm-hmm. you can see there's a part of her that yes. wants to give in to that. Mm-hmm. So I think I, that's going to be the oh, most can't fun wait to, watch. to see that all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well that's going to do it for tonight but before we close i tell you what we're going to do a little wrap up here and share our twitter addresses so that you can stay in touch with us we want you to connect we want to hear from you and you know what we're only in the third episode we got a lot more to go we do season. we're just getting started that's right let's get this party started so stay with us um jade how can they reach you, you? can find me on twitter at real jade's world you can find me on Twitter at Teresa Law. And you can find me on Twitter at Mindy Charlotte. So please uh, stay in touch. Let us know all your thoughts and connect. And you know what? I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week here. Same time, same, same place. Same time, same Real place or here. iTunes and YouTube. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.